Nate hates my life. This is Good, Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. We couldn't decide who was going to do the intro right there. I went ahead and pulled the trigger on it, and so you got the intro that you got. It, you get what you get. Yeah, that that's pretty true. It's White Pill Wednesday, mm-hmm. Charlie, so only positive things to be said today. I started off in a great mood. Yeah. Yeah. Until you were, you asked what was happening in my life. And as I was explaining it, you got so bored. I didn't hear anything you said for the last five exactly. minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At all. That's, that's what's happening. But you know what? I'm turning it around because we do have some good news to talk about. Despite what's happening around in the world, there's still good things happening. And it's our duty every Wednesday to do our best. Despite the suffering going on around the world, it's important for us to remember that our lives are still awesome, yeah. actually. Yeah. And so we're going to do that today. There's enough mm-hmm. bad news going on out there. And you know what, Joy? You can probably still go to Italy. It's yeah. Right now. It's no big deal. There you go. She doesn't <laughs> have to worry about anything. She can still go. <laughs> I, Italy hasn't been invaded yet, so, no, so they they're good. they to be fine. Mussolini's is gone. Mm-hmm. So I think they're... The fuel for the plane might be a little bit more expensive. Yeah. I don't know, but she'll be fine. With your high level of income and status, Joy, I think you could probably still fly first class there, no problem. Yeah, I think she can do it. Well, um, Charlie... Sounds like they're bombing the office, though. Are they? I didn't hear that. You didn't hear that? No, I didn't. Which is strange. Nate usually hears everything. Everything. All I hear is the little bit of fuzz in the background coming from the fan on my computer. Your rocket ship computer. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm really hearing. All right, up first... That this is a way to make it relatable, folks. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, there is a war going on in Ukraine. We're not going to talk about the war at all. Yeah. But if you're wondering to yourself, what can I do to help? Now, my wife showed this to me. She saw it on the old TikToks. Mm. And she was like, this is such a great idea. So she went and did it herself. And I, so we together <laughs> did this because what's mine is hers and what's hers is hers. You know the thing. You know the thing. So, Hundreds of people are booking Airbnb rentals in Ukraine, and here's why. Uh, I can't remember where this is coming from. I, I forgot to copy where this is. Just anywhere. I've seen it all over the place. It's, it's all over. It's from everywhere. I think it's from the New York Post. So, despite the ongoing war with Russia, homes in Ukraine are getting booked up faster than a seaside town at spring break. <laughs> On Wednesday, the popular Instagram account, Quentin, Quentin Quarantino, took to social media to announce an initiative to finally support families in Ukraine by booking Airbnb rentals. Within a day, hundreds of people joined in on the mission and booked an Airbnb in areas where Ukraine has been most affected. Yesterday, I shared an idea to support Ukraine by booking rooms for rent on Airbnb, explained the account, which is run by Brooklyn-based influencer Tommy Marcus, who last year raised $7 million on GoFundMe to help evacuate Afghan refugees. 24 hours later, hundreds of people are booking Airbnbs in Ukraine as a good way to send immediate monetary assistance to people in hard-hit areas. The messages in response from the host are so moving. On top of this, the San Francisco-based company Airbnb has has since come out in support of the initiative by revealing that they would be canceling any fees associated with those bookings. So what's nice is like Airbnb is not taking a cut. You don't have to pay any fees to them. All the money goes directly to the host. 
Quote, we are so humbled by the inspiring generosity of our community during this moment of crisis. Airbnb Communications Director Liz DeBold Fusco told The Post. If I had a name like that, I think I would want it. Yeah. Just out there everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Liz DeBold Fusco. She told The Post. Told you it was the New York Post. Airbnb is temporarily waiving guest and host fees on bookings in Ukraine at this time. We also encourage anyone interested in getting involved with Airbnb.org to go to Airbnb.org slash help dash Ukraine and support Airbnb.org's initiative to provide housing to refugees fleeing Ukraine by becoming a host or donating, uh, DeBold added. To date, we have seen an overwhelming response to this effort with more than 357,000 visitors to this page. Now, visitors doesn't equal support. No, it's nice that people are checking it out. And, you know, in this talk of war and everything that's going on, um, you know, the wars in the Middle East and everything that's happening, there are millions of people worldwide who are innocent, who are seeking help. And one way that you can help is uh, by doing things like this. And I think it's a really cool way of getting around the system on being able to I mean, imagine you can just instantly send people to instantly send money to people you don't even know in another country now through do, a service like this, and they decided to cancel the fees to help them out. Do you think they have any issues actually getting a hold of those funds right now? Not to throw a, any negativity on it, but I'm just wondering what the process is for cashing out at the moment. They might, you know, might I don't, be. I don't know. I also saw that Airbnb was supplying like a hundred thousand. Uh, refugees or 100,000 locations or something for refugees that were fleeing Ukraine right now. So the overall theme here, I think, is the is the market solving a problem, uh, which is typically what you see, the market acting pretty quickly to solve a problem, get money directly into the hands of people there uh, immediately. And of course, the government will probably pass something in a couple of weeks, something, something and like that. And take all the credit. Of course. And, yeah. and the, they'll decide where the, where the money goes through. We already covered hands. this with Elon Musk sending mm-hmm. Starlink it's very, very over quick. to Ukraine. Two-day shipping, by the way. That was in last week's episode that, <laughs> that was, you only heard if you were in the live group because it, it did not get recorded and it did not get released. That's true. Did you hit record on this? I did hit record okay. about a minute ago. So, yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's, that, that is what's really cool about a free market. Mm -hmm. That's what's really cool about people being able to participate, not have rules and regulations against them and to be able to, Hey, if you want to help right now, here's a way to do it. So I think that's pretty cool. All right. To me, that's a white pill. It is. That does sound like a mm -hmm. white pill. Of course, people, people helping people, positive stuff. Uh, I just wanted to throw this one in here. I I planned on, you know, we were going to start the show. I wanted to tell you why we're doing this. And that's because it's good to have a little bit of positivity in your life every once in a while. I'm not the one to listen to on this. I'm not the most overly positive. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say if on a list of positive people that I would be on there for most of the people in my life. Maybe I need to fix that. I don't know. Maybe for selfish reasons, like with this study. I almost, I do feel like there's two classes of people almost, and I hate to box, but there's probably people in the middle. Um, but I think like when something happens to you or there's a situation or even something, a thought appears to you, the f- first initial reaction is like everything's going to go wrong or everything's going to go right. Yeah. That's Nate and I. <laughs> Nate, if I tell Nate something, immediately he thinks about all the ways it could go wrong 
Mm-hmm. And I immediately think about all the ways it could go right. Now we do converse with each other and we also are smart enough to think about the other side. So, but I think our initial reaction is polar opposite. Yeah. Like if Nate and I get into a trade together, I'm thinking about how it's going to the moon. Nate's thinking about how it's going to hell (laughs) and a hand basket that was woven by his college roommate. Absolutely. The basket weaving class. Well, you might live longer than me, Charlie, this study right here. Okay. Interesting. I just wanted to tell everyone about it. Maybe you could work on being a little bit more optimistic not too optimistic, but a little bit optimistic. Optimistic men, maybe women also, but it says men. I'm not really sure. Have a better shot at a less stressful, healthy, and healthy aging, finds a new study. Hmm. Now, you know that you know that stress causes early aging, can cause a cognitive decline really quickly, can cause your hairs to fall out, man. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's going to do. It can cause all sorts of issues. And in fact, getting in that negative cycle can cause more negative things to happen. It can actually end up being a self-fulfilling prophecy for you when you look at everything in that way. So anyway, a growing body of evidence supports an association between optimism and healthy aging. New studies found that being more optimistic appears to promote emotional well-being by limiting how often older men experience stressful situations like arguments, or affecting the way they interpret such stress. Quote, the the study tests one possible explanation, assessing if more optimistic people handle daily stress more constructively and therefore enjoy better emotional well-being. I I feel like this would make sense. You're more optimistic even when a bad thing happens, something that could potentially be stressful in your life. You're just looking at the possible ways that it could go properly. Now, I've done my best to bring Charlie down. (laughs) <laughs> from that feeling whenever he's feeling positive about the future you know i've done mm-hmm. everything i can to bring I've him down done my best to bring nate up yeah there you go i'm winning so we're bound tell you what this is what it looks like to be winning right now <laughs> the research the researchers surveyed for over a decade the same 233 older men who had completed an optimism questionnaire 14 years later they reported daily stressors along with positive and negative moods on eight consecutive evenings, three times over an eight-year span. Researchers found more optimistic men reported not only lower negative mood, of course, but also more positive mood. They also reported having fewer stressors, which, uh, which was unrelated to their higher positive mood, but explained their lower levels of negative. And of course, when you take in everything you know about stress and the aging process and all of the things that it can do around your entire life, maybe, just maybe it would be important to be a little bit more optimistic about mm. the future. Now, and this makes me believe even more that manifesting is a true thing. Yeah. And what they found, actually, not this study specifically, but other studies that I've looked into, what they found, actually, is that when you when you do think about what could go right, you actually build those neurological structures in your mind to handle those things. You know, and that's what I find, that's what I find most interesting is the the actual power of your mind mm-hmm. to do things, um, which is quite impressive. And I've been in multiple different environments uh, with different types of things, and I can tell you, life is better on the optimistic end. Now, it doesn't always, sometimes it can have a more crushing blow, 
Like if you're overly optimistic and nothing's going to go wrong about this, as Joe said here, overly optimistic people die by being reckless <laughs> and overly pessimistic people die by suicide. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we're all going to die, but that's not what the white pill is. The white pill is how is, does your life going to unfold before that comes? Um, now you can't, it can have more of a crushing blow because you're so excited. You think nothing's ever going to go wrong. You've never, you haven't prepared yourself for the ways that thing could go wrong. Um, and so then when it does go wrong, then you, it does leave more of a blow. However, I think the pessimistic side, which is if you think of the ways that everything could always go wrong, you never give yourself that dopamine and that those feelings of the hope. And when it does, and when something goes right against what your expectations of it going wrong was when something does go right, then you, you don't celebrate it as much because it doesn't seem as much of a win because you didn't build up the anticipation for that. I've, At least that's what I found throughout my whole life or through my life, my personal life, and then also what I found by looking into some of these things. And that's why I think it's unbelievable and, and really cool. It's so cool how powerful your brain is to actually perceive or manifest things or situations or whatever happening, and those actually... It, it creating neural neural pathways to make it happen. Yeah, I do think that when you're more, uh, maybe if you're more optimistic, you're more likely to take more chances, and the more chances that you take, uh, are that's going to open up more opportunities, more doors for you in the future. When you're more optimistic about those chances that you're taking, having a more positive outcome. Um, let me. I've told this story probably a few times over the last few years. Uh, this is what too much pessimism and negativity could do. Um, so Charlie and I played music for a long time. We both toured around the world, did our thing for a while. Did you, you probably have some cool, you probably had a good time, right? Got a great time. Yeah. I had a terrible time mm -hmm. doing the whole thing. Um, some of the worst and most, uh, negative experiences in my, the worst I've ever felt in my life, uh, were when I was doing some of the biggest things I've ever done before. And it's really weird. And now I look back on that time and I don't really have a lot of positivity to take from it because I was just thinking so negatively. If you would have told me in high school that I would have done, or even that Charlie would have done the things that we've done over the last uh, 10 years or so, I would have called you a liar to your face right there. I would have said Incursive. that's ridiculous. Or I would have said, hey, look at that guy. Wow, he was successful doing that. That's awesome. It's totally worth it. And so when we got our first bigger tour, you know, I was super upset that this was the peak. This was the best it was possibly going to get. You know, we had a song to do really well on uh, the XM radio, stuff like that. And I was like, well, this is the last time this ever happened. So, you know, my, my family, they were sending me pictures and people were sending pictures all the time. Oh, I just got my car and your songs on, on the radio. That's awesome. And, um, I never, I didn't take anything positive from it because I was like, well, it's never going to get any better than this. But the rest of my life is downhill now. And we're filming a commercial in LA uh, for Supercuts. And I literally had the feelings of uh, laying out in front of traffic while I was there because this was the end of the, uh, the upward movement in my life. And it was all going to be negative after that. We're in the Bahamas playing a nice show in the Bahamas, you know, full paid trip and getting paid to be there some of the worst I've ever, ever felt doing mm. that. And so now I got all that stuff and I was just feeling a bunch of negativity the whole time. Mm. It's ridiculous. So 
take joy in your life when things when good things are happening there's plenty of time afterwards to worry about all the other stuff uh, maybe narrow your time horizon down a little bit to the length of that trip and just think about the length of that trip and don't think about the rest of of everything so you can take some positivity from it mm-hmm. i don't know there's an old proverb from uh, i believe his name is jesus jesus <laughs> it um, sounds like it yeah it's an old 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 words of wisdom yeah it basically says something along the lines of tomorrow has enough worries for itself or today has enough worries for itself yeah you know? I, I haven't heard that one yeah i don't know it it's an old was it like a vietnamese proverb or something like that mm-hmm. something like well, that no it's is it from proverbs <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Just, uh, i don't know it may be from proverbs <laughs> okay let's possibly um tell me about this next thing here charles hopefully you oh, guys so we just hear all about your life and now we're well no if you got on. more stuff tennessee ballot you access got more stuff let's go bill it's fine i you know <laughs> see take it's I'm fine an optimistic approach yes yeah, who no cares deal. i don't need to feel any negativity <clears throat> about missing out on those things <laughs> at all <laughs> nate Nate's trying to find a way to insert all the black pills into our white pill episode. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, let me tell you about all this thing. I wanted to ask you, or first, actually, I wanted to mention, I wanted to mention, it sounds like you might need better help. (laughs) So insert the better help ad right here. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, relationships take work. We all know that. And we all know that we would drop everything to go help someone that we care about. Just think someone in your family or one of your friends is going through a tough time. You do anything to help them, but how often do you give yourself the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself, whether it's hitting the gym, making time for that haircut, or even trying therapy. You are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. Now, Charlie has been using BetterHelp for quite a long time. He has really enjoyed it. I've used it as well. And let me tell you, some of the most important moments of my life happened when I was talking to someone about what was going on. I still remember the things that I was told to this day. Just imagine if you could get that same thing and how much it would help. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Good Morning Liberty listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com GML. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Okay. Welcome back. All right. Now that... <laughs> now Put that, that clap done. right there so I can see the spike up on the... Yeah, there you go. ...sound. Um, yeah, how... I mean, looking back, and this is not going to turn into a therapy session, but I just, okay. have, I just have a few questions. I mean, what, what do you think now, looking back on how you want to shape your life for the future? Does it make you want to change anything i it does make me want to change things yeah it's tougher to do than it is to talk about uh for instance right now all i'm worried about is uh becoming the next daily wire that's it that's all this now right now 
we've got the most listeners we've ever had. We're at an all-time high right now. Get the most plays. And this is as good as we've ever had. Get. <laughs> and all I'm wor- I'm not taking any joy in that whatsoever because it's not good enough. You know, because it's not 10 million plays per episode, then it's not good enough right now. But I should take a little bit of joy in the fact that actually more and more people are listening to this podcast. We haven't ran ads in like nine months, by the way, for the for the show. And and more and more people are listening. So I'm going to work on being happier about that. There's a white pill. Mm. We are today. We hit a listener all time high. So that's good. That's a good thing. Unique listeners. It mm-hmm. tracks unique listeners. Yep. That's, okay. That is good. That is. That is good. Um, and then just quickly, I, I did have a little bit different of experience. Now, it wasn't to say that I didn't, I wasn't stressed out. I mean, there was, I can remember, vividly remember one Thanksgiving, I was in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. You remember the name of the town? I still and everything. remember the name yeah. of the town. It was snowing and we were playing, we were opening up for, uh, I believe, I believe it was Puddle of Mud. You remember that old I remember that old them, band yeah. that had one mm-hmm. of those successful songs? We were opening up for them as Rhinelander, Wisconsin, and I was so broke that I was eating ramen noodles out of a styrofoam cup. On Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. By yourself. By myself. Yes. Now, the other people in the band were also not I mean, we weren't doing great at that time either. Um, but you know, I, I still like had so much fun at the show. Like in that mo I did have a moment where I was like man, this sucks. Like I'm it's Thanksgiving and I'm eating ramen noodles out of a styrofoam cup. And I'm like, well, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. At least I've got ramen noodles. There you go. Some people don't have ramen. Some, some people don't have ramen. And then I'm going to play a rock show tonight in front of people, in front of a lot of people. And it's going to be so much fun. And so I did have moments like that. Um, but I tend to take the opposite perspective of Nate, which has come to bite me sometimes. But I think, one of the reasons why Nate and I work so well together, the reason why we have this dynamic that we have is because of those two different perspectives and we're able to kind of meet in the middle. I love you. Man. I love you too, man. That's why we've been <laughs> friends for 20 years. There we go. You can't break it up now. It's yeah. uh, We're stuck. We're like a, a bad relationship that went on too long. <laughs> can't give up now. <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible yeah. way to describe it. Yeah. Um, it, well, yeah, go ahead with this. All right, next up, Tennessee ballot access bill advances, I believe. Um, for all Tennessee is the one that's been working on this. But That's right. Yeah. That is right. So from ballotaccess.org. This is like two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> on March 8th, the Tennessee House Local Government Committee passed HB 2067. It lowers the petition to recognize a new party from 2.5% of the last gubernatorial vote to one half of 1%. It also lowers the vote test for a party to retain its status from 5% to 1%. So this is good news for, uh, for uh, Tennesseans look at Tennessee. This, look at these numbers right here. If you want to tell everyone listening at the moment, this is how many signatures it's required. And this is in Tennessee. This is similar all around the country, by well, the way. It's actually, so I got a chart next to showing like what the best and worst states are for this. Okay. Tennessee is one of three states that has this type of system in place. Wow. Yeah. So if you want to run for um, for any elected office and you want to run as a uh, Republican, Democrat, or Independent, you only need to have 25 signatures, 25, ver- 25 verified signatures 
to put your name on the ballot as a Republican, uh, Democrat, or Independent. If you want to run as any other kind of party, be it Green Party, Libertarian, Constitution Party, the Party Party, Party's Party Party Party. Black Panther Party. Black Panther Party. Yeah. Ruin Panther Party. (laughs) All those things you would need in the state of Tennessee, 56,082 verified signatures. (laughs) 56,000. That's like... Nate, you do a lot of shopping in a place called Mount Juliet. Yeah. That's like literally the entire city of Mount Juliet. Everyone. Everyone. Has this. Every it's, single door. It's 56,000. It's laughable. Compared to 25. It's embarrassing. It is. It is obvious voter suppression. It is. Like, actually, it's like literal codified voter suppression in the, in the rules and right it's actually, here. It, it's actually, um, what, well, what do you, it's not, it's so unequal. It's impressive that they got this. Well, not impressive that they got it passed because you had Republicans and Democrats coming together. Yeah. And at that time it was for racist reasons. In mm-hmm. fact, it was, I believe in 61, they, they passed this and in a response to some of the civil rights uh, legislation that was going on, they got to make sure that they couldn't have anyone else and any other political parties coming through. So uh, it's crazy. I have a map up right now on the video and greater than 50,000 signatures, that is California, Texas, and Tennessee. That has greater than 50,000. Wow. Yeah, so less than 1,000. Looks like you've got places like Florida and Mississippi and Louisiana and Colorado, Washington, some places like that. So, and then so there's some other ones that are... Uh, more manageable, I guess, but still, it's a lot. When you're requiring 25 for the Republican and Democrats. Or independents. Anything more than 25 is uh, getting to be blatantly obvious on this. But the white pill is for all Tennessee. I'll put the link to it. You've, we've had Justin on the show a couple times now. For all Tennessee has been working on this. They've been uh, working on some of the congressmen and women here in Tennessee. And they finally got it through a committee where it's actually going to be debated on the floor, finally, mm. for this to be talked about. And that's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's, it's important to have competition. You know, all these free market people, any, I mean, Republicans preaching free market, you ought to get on board with this. And even if the Libertarian Party is not going to win anything, it is important for the future of the Republican Party that the Libertarian Party is seen as more of a viable option because that will drive them to reach out more to Libertarians and try to make them happy. So that's one of the really good things. How do you get the Libertarian vote? How does the Republican Party get the Libertarian vote? They got to do some more things that Libertarians like, and that's a good thing for them to do that, even if the Libertarian Party itself doesn't doesn't have any wins. So do you remember all those... those uh, gubernatorial candidates that were in the last election. I think there were 20 of them as independents. Yeah. In Tennessee, we had to go through, I think, three pages of candidates for governor that were listed as independent. They were doing that as a protest, basically, against the rules. Mm -hmm. So maybe at least it'll make the voting process easier coming up. Yeah. I don't want to miss, uh, Joe, I don't think people realized how funny your comment was. Because Matt came in. And said that he got stuck in a meeting and he was, he was late and he wanted to know what white pills did he miss. And Joe said, don't worry about what you missed. Be happy that you are here now. And let me tell you, that's the right attitude. There you go. Who cares what you missed? Don't worry about what happened a few seconds ago. Focus on 
and be happy about what's happening now and what you found out. Leave the FOMO at the door. What you found out, Matt, is that at least part uh, party ballot access has come out of committee. It might get shot down when it comes to the floor for a vote, but, but at least it made it out of committee. That's a big step. It is. It hasn't made it out of committee yet Okay, until, until yesterday. Some people might not see why I see this as much of a white pill because it sounds scary or gross or whatever, but I'm going to talk about it because I think it's going to be a good thing. Gene edited beef cattle. Gene edited. That's not someone named Gene. That's like the genes that you know make up your body. Mm. Edited beef cattle get regulatory clearance in the U.S. This is how we become aliens. <laughs> and see, that's a that. I know you're joking, <laughs> but that is kind of the immediate response. Like, yeah. oh, I don't want no gene edited cattle. Have you heard of mad cow disease? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be putting vaccines on the cows. <laughs> U.S. regulate U.S. regulators on Monday cleared the way for the sale of beef. From gene-edited cattle in coming years after the FDA concluded the animals do not raise any safety concerns. They talked to the animals. They said, hey, do you guys have any safety concerns? <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm they're good. like, nah, <laughs> nah, I don't. The cattle by Recombinetics are the third genetically altered animals given the green light for human consumption in the U.S. after salmon and pigs. Many other foods already are made with genetically modified ingredients from crops like soybeans and corn. Now that all gets a bad rap. But there are trade-offs to everything. One of the trade-offs here is that, uh, let's say... Let's you say, don't starve. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The, that's Knock that's out everything of, I was about to say. There's yes. your trade-off. Maybe it causes... Let's say it decreases um, what your life could have been to like 95% of that. Something like that. So there are trade-offs, and I don't know that that's exactly a trade-off. It probably could be solved by diet and exercise more than, more than likely. But there are trade-offs. Like one of them, like what Charlie just said, is that you don't starve, and we're able to have 7, 8 billion people on the planet, and we actually have too much food. That's one of the things. The cattle review by the FDA had genes altered to have short, slick coats that let them more easily withstand hot weather. That is right. Climate change. But we are going to find ways to adapt around it. Mm. All right. Cattle that aren't stressed by heat might pack on weight more easily, making for more efficient meat production. The gene edited trait in the recombinetics cattle can be passed down. So semen and embryos from them could be used to produce offspring with the same shorter coats. The trait will make beef production more sustainable and to improve animal welfare and warmer climates. Recombinetics said in a statement without providing further details, what if you could open up like this massive cattle market in Africa or something like that, some places where it's just too hot to have mm -hmm. them cows right now? I don't know. The other thing is as prices on, say, corn get more expensive, which is what is used to fatten up the cows, when you have more efficient cows that can pack on the weight more and they're not sitting there sweating out all their all their fat that they're trying to pack on i don't know if i i don't know if cows actually sweat you know pigs don't sweat but i, don't, I actually don't know mm. about cows i should uh, ask about that anyway y'all get the idea greg jaff who specializes in biotechnology at the center for science and public in interest said the fda's announcement made clear it wasn't exempting all gene edited animals from the longer approval process this one went through a shorter approval process he said the agency should be COVID. He said the agency should be more transparent about the review process so people know what's in the works. That could lead to better public acceptance. 
the FDA should be more transparent about what's in the stuff that it's they approving. They should be completely transparent, mm-hmm. actually. Allison, if they're going to exist. Allison Van Enanum. Perfect. An animal geneticist at the University of California said requiring all companies to go through the lengthy approval process could end the possibility of commercializing gene-edited animals. So they're going for the shorter process. She said it could take about two years for beef from the offspring to reach the market. Once the semen is used to create embryos, she said gestation would take nine months. Calves might be slaughtered after about 10 months. She noted the market isn't limited to the U.S. given the way cattle are bred and, quote, Let's face it, bull semen goes all over the world. Worldwide. I put that in bold to make sure that it was red. So Semen worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> you guys know that bull semen goes everywhere. It sure does. <laughs> all over the place. We are <coughs> children. <laughs> you got you to have stuff to laugh at. This la- I think this is cool. Um, it's definitely... Now, is it possible that these things lead to cancer? Maybe. Oh, we're going to cure cancer anyway in the next few years. Well, according to Biden, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's another white pill, by yeah. the way. So is it possible? It's, it's possible. But again, there's trade-offs with everything. So it's like, you know, in 1895, uh, 95% of the world list lived on less than a dollar a day in today's money, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you think to yourself right now, even if you're making a minimum wage right now or whatever it is, imagine trying to do things on less than a dollar a day. I don't even know if that's possible. Right now? Right now. It's today's money, by the way. Less than a dollar a day in today's money. Oh, what's that? Like a mile's worth of gas? Not not even. (laughs) So, oh my God. (laughs) Um, So imagine, imagine that. And now we've created a world because of gene modification uh, with, with sustainable farming. It's what a great word. Sustainable. Sustainable. Sustainable tourism. Sustainable. Uh, just some corporate BS word just, that we all use. Yeah. But I love, I love it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so things like this, there's, there are trade-offs. Um, the thing about it, the thing is, folks, once you realize that we aren't going to live forever and there's no utopia, you just try to make what you have the best you possibly can. And that's, that's what you focus on. You focus on today and making today the best it can possibly be. Mom always I need said that you got to life sometimes. You got to do the best of what God gave you. Mm-hmm. You know, them are your cards. Yep. Okay. You hold them or fold them. The last one I thought was the coolest one. So I guess we'll go through that now. Folks, every day on the show, you hear us interacting with our friends in the private Discord group. We've got a new way for you to join, and that's by going to joingml.com or clicking the link in the show description. You can join for as little as six bucks a month, pay for a year if you want a 15% discount, pay more if you want to show that you actually care about the future, or get a lifetime membership to obtain the coveted Real Libertarian label in the private group. We're able to do this show every day of the week when we want with the support of our sponsors and with the help of people like you, who want to do your part to get the message of limited government and individual liberty out to the masses. The link opens up to our private Discord server. If you don't know, Discord is a very popular free app with over 200 million users. So if you don't have an account that takes 10 seconds to make one, then you can pay using a credit card or PayPal to watch our show live every day. 
don't wait for other people to take action. That's how we got here in the first place. So go to joingml.com. That's join the letter G and then M and then L because this is Good Morning Liberty dot com or click the link in the description. Now back to the show. All right. This from Telegraph Rolls Royce. What a nice, nice company here. Mm -hmm. Plans for many nuclear plant, plant, uh, power stations. Many nuclear power stations take significant step forward. So Rolls Royce's plan, their plan for the many nuclear power stations, it takes a significant step forward. So their, their hopes of building those power stations have taken a significant step forward. They raised about $500 million to develop the small modular reactors, which could help reduce Britain's reliance on electricity generated from fossil fuels. Why didn't anybody think of that? Like, let's make many ones, and if there's a meltdown, it won't be as bad. Yeah. Well, there's a bigger part of this, which is that they can mass produce them in a factory and then put them where they need to go. Oh. That's actually the coolest part of this thing. Rolls aims to develop a reactor that can largely be made in a factory. Making hundreds of them would significantly reduce development costs as well as making them more flexible and affordable. So they're just modular <laughs> once. Conventional nuclear power plants are often made to bespoke designs to suit local laws and regulations and are made on site. That has often led to spiraling costs that in turn make them harder to fund privately or for less wealthy nations to afford. The Rolls design will now enter the generic design assessment process with the Office for Nuclear Regulation and Environment, Agents, Environment Agency and Natural Resources Wales. So just to clarify here, the cool, the really cool part is when you are putting up a nuclear power plant, um, like we talked about yesterday with the oil, it takes a long time to build these things, to actually get it to work and to produce power. And you think the leases and permits are bad for oil. Whew. Look at nuclear. That's tough. Okay. And so during that time, they're having to go through all these products. Now they say they have a way to mass produce these little mini nuclear reactors in a factory and then put those in the space so they don't have to spend all that time building it right there in that spot and keep in mind all you chernobyl folks <laughs> that technology is like from the 50s mm. it's literally 70 years ago okay? i think chernobyl might have actually been 40s the 40s 40 50s man right at 50s yeah maybe yeah somewhere in the 50s i guess we, we didn't have it that we much haven't in updated the, 40s. the technology yeah. so uh tom sampson who's the Royal, uh, Rolls-Royce SMR chief executive, he said entering that process was another major milestone towards its goal of deploying a fleet of small nuclear reactors that can produce affordable low-carbon electricity. The UK regulatory process is internationally recognized and respected. We welcome the scrutiny and challenge that goes into the assessment of our nuclear power plant design. So We don't have to go through this whole thing. I didn't edit it out, but... <clears throat> I just, uh, well, other, uh, just a few other quick, cool things. So, um, <clears throat> they can start producing the plants in the early 2030s. So still a ways away and they can charge about 1.8 billion for 470 megawatt units, which will generate enough power, uh, for the city, the size of Sheffield. I don't know how, how big Sheffield is, but it's probably like this town of yeah. 80 people that we don't know about. Right. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, is that it is, uh, the price tag is one twelfth 
of the cost of the Hinkley Point C plant. So another power plant. Mm-hmm. It's one-twelfth of that cost. That's good. So that's thing, making things cheaper, making energy cheaper, safer, deployable. Makes it efficient. Efficient. Carbon neutral or whatever you're supposed to say about mm-hmm. that. Or very low carbon so we can worry about the environment and all that stuff. I really do think that nuclear is the way that we would actually fix this. Uh, I, I worry that the problem, the reason we're not going towards it, is because it's the way that we would actually fix this. <laughs> right, right. Sorry, not to be negative. We'll talk about that some other time when we, when we go through this. But um, it's good to see someone making it cheaper and, and easier because that would help with some of the arguments that people have against it. Um, that's the good thing here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's there's, good. There's some good news for y'all. Also, Europe's going through a bit of an energy thing right now. I saw that in the news. Potentially. Potentially. I yeah. don't know what's going to happen. We don't so. live there. I also saw this other story just as we have a couple minutes. This is good for me. This is a selfish thing uh, that I'll mention. I didn't pull the actual story down, but researchers are testing neural stimulation as long COVID treatment. And I don't care what you guys say about long COVID. I've seen plenty of people online post about it not being a real thing. It's a gall darn real thing. And it might not be a real thing for everyone, but I still feel a noticeable difference. Because of your negative attitude. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it to people who aren't feeling the same thing. We just went through a whole episode. Yeah. Of changing your attitude. And here you are. Still manifesting. I'm just talking about the facts on the ground. Terrible things. Right now. All right. I don't. And if they're going to come up with a long COVID treatment to make this, my brain feels hollow. <laughs> I have told my doctor and my wife that. I'm, they were like, what do you mean? What's going on? I'm like, it feels hollow. Like there's nothing in here. The feeling mm, of hollowness. That's been the problem empty. the whole time. Since I had COVID, there is a noticeable difference. My vocabulary has gone down. My ability to think deeper into things has gone down since then. Um, I feel all sorts of issues. So whatever. I and see. the numbers on the show have gone up. Hey, there we go. <laughs> we need less thought. That's what we need. <clears throat> right there. I'm, I'm just kidding. Anyway. I support you. I hope they come up with something to fix my brain. That's all I'm saying. I support you in your fight of long COVID. Mm -hmm. That thing's nasty. I'm waging a courageous battle right now against long COVID, okay? It is, and I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. here to support you. That's my white pill. All right, let's go. Here, I've got a white pill for you. (laughs) Thanks. Does it fight long COVID? Yeah. Okay, good. I'll take it. You don't want none of this. (laughs) You're like, oh, what does it do? Well, no, it fights long COVID. I'll take it. Yeah, I want that. By the way, your hair looks great. Hey, thanks, man. Hair looks great. So whatever COVID did to your hair, it's gone because that quaff has been... It made me take a ton of hair care products it is, on a daily basis. It's working. Yeah, it came Let back with a vengeance. It, it looks great. <laughs> you look great. Thanks. I hope you feel great. I don't. I feel like crap. <laughs> All the time. Well, I hope you feel better. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'll send you a get well card <laughs> from my desk to yours. All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's good episode, it's White Pill Wednesday. Enjoy the good news for once. Let your heart rate come down a little bit. Do a breathing exercise. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Relax and realize as the world is burning, you can still take deep breaths. Enjoy some sincerity, some calm. Bring the blood pressure down. Slow the heart rate and just enjoy some 
serenity. You know, one difference that we have, you have a very like calming and soothing voice, you know, and I don't. <laughs> it's very opposite when we're going back and forth. Mm. I try, I'm trying to do my best Ben Shapiro impression of all times. Is that what, you, so what I'm trying to do? Yeah. Let me see if I can talk faster than Ben Shapiro. But yeah. You know what? He doesn't have a lisp. Okay. Yeah. So that's my cross the bear. That's, that's your burden. <laughs> yeah. You got to try to bear it mm-hmm. and be a good person. <laughs> okay. All right. If you guys uh, do all of those things and share the show with a friend and uh, calm down a little bit, not the ladies, just the men, the men need to calm down. Do not tell your ladies, lady to calm down. You're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Everything the you men, do is perfect. You need to calm down a little bit. Okay. Just chill. Just take, relax men, not the women. They're, they're <laughs> fine. If you just relax a little bit, calm down, take some uh, time to just appreciate that you live in 2022 with all these cool things happening around the world, despite the atrocities that are happening simultaneously. So share the show with a friend, a colleague, leave us a rating and review 20 stars. If you think it's worth it, uh, because it is, and that's how good you're feeling today that you're like, I'm going to leave a lot of stars and I'm going to say so many good things about Nate and Chuck because they deserve it. That's what you're going to do. And if you do all those things, plus go to joingml.com. That's where you can sign up and be a part of this calming process that we take <laughs> part in. This is a group. This is group therapy. It is. Every Wednesday, we do white pill. Now, betterhelp.com slash GML would probably do a better job. Well, they're licensed. This yes. is unlicensed. This isn't yeah. medical advice. And they, could get, they can pair you with a therapist this that, is just that can meet your needs. This is just an unlicensed group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chuck SMR. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand ASMR. I don't get it at all. <clears throat> I keep seeing it like on TikTok and stuff. I don't understand it. It's very strange to me. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. that is. And uh, well, this is Chuck SMR. Okay. So here we are. So if you guys do all those things, go to joingml.com. Be a real libertarian. If you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow for some more hate. Because <laughs> it's in our heart. You got to let it out. So that's coming tomorrow before Dumb Bleep of the Week on Friday. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.